at yours or somebody else's, or a parent, I guess yours or somebody else's, or anybody else, please do feel free to move around. And there are one or two seats in the house, but it is probably one or two if you're out in the hallway. And just like in baptism, if you have a, a furry friend, or I guess a scaly friend doesn't make much noise, but a furry friend with you today, don't worry about them making noise because I have a microphone and they're simply praising God. And if your soft animal starts making noise, we should talk afterwards. That be, could be a different issue. So I want to begin with a story this morning that our clergy got to hear this week uh, from a friend of ours called Martin. And I want to share this story because I think it's really good for this day. Martin was a schoolboy. Interestingly, I never met Martin, and he's been living in the United States maybe 40 years. It turned out that Martin and I grew up in the same county in England, just about 40 years apart, it would seem. And he took his bike one day from uh, a place where he went to school. He went to a boarding school. He actually went to the rival school to mine, which was kind of interesting. Got on his bike and attached a shovel to the bike, sometimes called a spade, but I think you might call it a shovel. My microphone may be slightly too lively. And so he attached his shovel to his bicycle, and off he went, because he was looking for an old spring that had dried up, and he'd looked at his coordinates on his map, and he'd found this particular field, and he could see nothing around. He thought, well, where could this spring be that's dried up? And he looked for all the signs that he could. He searched under hedgerows. He went behind buildings. There weren't many of those around. He had a look by the trees, and then he noticed about an hour later that there were some cows milling around in the field. Now, if you know anything about cows, any of you know anything about cows? We're an urban kind of crowd, I get that. But anyway, <laughs> cows know how to find the water. And so they were milling around in this really mucky area, so he, I guess he got his shovel without hurting any cows. No cows were hurt in the telling of this story. Um, but he sort of scared them away, and he saw that there was a small amount of mud. So he got his shovel, and it was soft enough to dig. And he digged, and he digged until he got down. When he dug for quite a while, maybe another hour or so, he reached some stone. Thought, maybe this is a spring, and he dug that out. And in the middle of this sort of, I guess it's whatever we call that. Do we call that a cistern? You see, I'm not a country. I guess it's a Sydney, tell me. It's a cistern. And we're, we're looking around here, and he's looking into the hole, and he sees there's a lot of muck. Now, what would you do if you'd been hanging around where some cows were and you'd done some digging? Would you reach your hand in? He, he did. He was a schoolboy. You've got to understand it. So he reached down in his hand, and he started to scoop out the muck. And it was all sorts of muck. It wasn't just, shall we say, bovine muck. That's a fancy word for cows. It was trash. It was stuff that shouldn't have been there. It had, it had run off and got stuck from years ago. And it had clogged up this spring, and he reached down, he pulled it out, and he reached down, I guess he clogged his nose, till eventually brown and then clear water started to flow. He had unclogged the spring. 
That's my little parable for this morning. So where might we find ourselves in this story? One of the most important lessons we can take from any story like this, it's really important for life that we share and for the world that we share, is that we should never give up looking for the water. Like St. Francis, whom we celebrate today, he established a rule of life. And a rule of life is just a, a, a way to live by that other people might join you in. A rule of life. You can have a rule of life in your classroom, in your, in your family at home, in your workplace. You can actually have a rule of life in your car, just with yourself and other drivers. That's probably an important one to think about. His rule of life involved giving up possessions. And here's a difficult one, giving up money. Who's willing to do that this morning? I know, it's a difficult one. Very difficult. Gave up possessions and money and li lived a very simple life. But it took a long time to have that way of life be accepted. About 15 years. Lots of journeys. He suffered with illness. He even had to go through a siege, a city being under siege, till eventually that order was accepted by his church. And today we call them Franciscans. They're a worldwide order of people who live that simple life. So we shouldn't give up. The second thing is we should look for ways to help the water flow. Now, I want to be clear here because there's some concrete thinkers here as opposed to abstract thinkers. I don't want you to go home and turn the faucet on and say Simon said to let the water flow. I don't want you to do that. That's a, it's a metaphor. It means it's to look for ways for living things to have a chance to live for love have a chance to be spread. That's what I mean. Now this happened to Francis. Francis was going along a street in Rome and he saw somebody begging. Isn't it terrible to say out loud that today we could go along the streets of Atlanta and see somebody begging? You could drive your car home today and you should see somebody begging on the side of the street. Doesn't seem right, does it, that that happens today? Well, it happened in Francis' day all those years ago, and he was so moved, that means he felt his heart, felt so much sadness inside that he exchanged his clothes, and he decided to beg for the day to experience that for himself. He was also afraid of a disease called leprosy. I may have shared this before, but I've visited patients in a hospital in India who have suffered from leprosy. And you can treat leprosy and be totally non-infectious, which means nobody else could get your disease. But they will not be allowed to go home in that part of the world ever. So sad. People were very afraid then of leprosy, just like they're very afraid of leprosy today. It's a condition that makes your nerve endings. That's the end. Like your fingers start to curl up like this, and you don't feel, don't have feelings in your legs and in your arms and other parts of your body. He was afraid of people with leprosy, but he overcame that fear. He hugged a man with leprosy, kissed him on the hand, and all of a sudden that, that hard case around his heart was opened up and love started to flow. As Jeremiah says, is that not what it means to know God, that we would have our love flow like living water? So there are two important things. This is, a, this is a Baptist sermon this morning. There are three points to the sermon. One, two, three. There we go. The Baptists have been doing it well for a lot of years. So I'm hear, and I'm going to... Baptists are so good at this, they'll repeat what the three things are several times through the sermon. So the first two were that we won't give up. 
And you'll understand when I get to the third point and my third little story, how important that is for us today. We won't give up and we'll allow and we'll help the water to flow. We'll help the love of God to flow. We'll help what is good to flow and to spread in the world. But it's not the main thing I want to share this morning. The main thing I want you to take away this morning is this important part about the bike and the shovel. Because Jesus says, my burden is light. My burden is light. Let me tell you about one more saint. Her name is Greta Thunberg. Ever heard of her? If you are in high school and you think your math homework is too much, Google Greta Thunberg. <laughs> It'll give you a perspective on things. Greta is 16 years old. She is a climate change activist. Climate change are two words we use when we don't want to upset people. What I really mean is the planet is getting warmer. It's not a climate change as in everybody's getting air conditioning for free. So this is planet is getting warmer. She is a rock star. Not literally, it's, that's a kind of as if she was a rock star. And she is a novelist, she's a, she's a writer, not a novelist, she's written a book. And I love the title of this book, and this book is written for you to read and believe in. No one is too small to make a difference. That's the title of her book. I'm taking no commission here, but I encourage you to go buy it. <laughs> or read it on a Kindle, be even more environmentally friendly. Um, no one is too small to make a difference. There's this beautiful Ethiop African proverb, it may be Ethiopian, but it's an African proverb. If you think you're too small to make a difference, try sleeping in a closed room with a mosquito. <laughs> and then you realize you're not too small to make a difference. If you've not had that experience, just go to southern part of Georgia or maybe further afield and just lock yourself in a room for a while. My burden is light. It means that the load that we are asked to carry by Jesus should be light enough to be on the move like a shovel on a bicycle. I'm going to offer you the very briefest just so you can impress your friends at recess or in, at the water cooler, whatever, wherever you find yourself. A fancy uh, Greek lesson here. The word for light is elephron, which means not just light, but quick and agile. You can move around, light on your feet, movable. And the word for load is photon, which means the load you carry, but more importantly, the load you bring forth. Nobody is going to make a change because they're made to feel guilty about it. Nobody's going to make a change because they get a 30-minute speech ahead of the question. Maybe preachers could get a little indication there. But our burden should be light enough to carry the good news of Jesus as a gift that we carry as a simple gift, a gift that is simple, a simple way of living. So three people to think about this morning, Francis, Greta, and Jesus, exactly. Might we <laughs> live lightly in the world, make a light footprint, not leave too much of an impact, allow and help the water to flow, Get rid of those clogs. Carry only what you need in this world as if it was a bike and a shovel. There is, to coin a phrase, well, to use a phrase, there is no planet B, just this one. Just the one that we share. In the name of Jesus, amen.